Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and we are gathered here tonight for the fourth and final first round matchup in the Foodie Trivia Tournament. Let's go ahead and meet our contestants. First up, from Huntsville, Alabama, the woman who for some reason married Mike. Nikki, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Hi, yes, I'm Mike's wife. I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I'm. It's good to be back. I haven't been on the show for a while, so thanks for having me back. I am uh, drinking some red wine tonight. Um, I decided it was a red wine kind of night because uh, in Huntsville, school got canceled tomorrow because of winds, so now I'm going to be home with my children, so I needed wine to get through that for tomorrow. <laughs> I love my children. I love my children, but I thought they were going to be at school. So, <laughs> so um, but yeah. And Nikki, you've got I'm yourself. I'm excited a- to do to, to learn to do food. This is food trivia, so I do like it, to eat. So. It it is foodie trivia. And Nikki, you've got a little a uh, little business you've got going right now. You want to tell our listeners about what you uh, what you're doing and how you're spending your time. Oh yeah, so um, uh, I guess about I guess it's been about ten months ago. I started a venture um, with Small World Big Fun Travel, and I am a uh, travel agent that specializes in Disney destinations. So if you're planning a trip to Disney, um, Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Alani in Hawaii, I'm your girl. Or I also do Universal uh, destinations as well. And so yeah, so that's that's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed. Uh, bringing magic to families. And um, I was a Disney cast member in the past, so it's great to kind of be back in that arena. Um, so, yeah. Remind me, which which one were you? I was friends. You have to say friends. You can't say you were, right. but I was friends with Chip and Dale and Winnie the Pooh um, and Wendy from Peter Pan. So, yeah, uh-huh. that, was, that was back in the day. So, but yeah, still bringing the magic um, of Disney. So. We, we, it's time for us to renew our annual passes. So we asked Paige if she wanted to, and she emphatically said yes. So, yes. Yeah. We, um, we, I have a trip coming up. Um, it's actually been about two months. Well, no, it's been a month and a half since I've been to Disney. I'm going through withdrawals. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going back to Disney in March, um, just for a few days. And then, uh, we'll be doing our big trip, family trip in May, where we'll be there for a week. So excited. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, a place that we're not going to be able to go anytime soon, uh, but we're going to hope that we can get there. Uh, heading out to Australia. Natalie, my friend, long time no see. How are you doing? What are you drinking? And tell us about your recent excursions. Uh, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm being very, um, what we say, hydrating with my drinking choice today because it's pretty hot here. We're in the middle of summer, and as you guys know, my headphones weren't working, so I've been running around <laughs> trying to get that sorted. So I thought... Some nice cold water is is the go. Um, and, yeah, I have had some exciting recent excursions. I came over your way. We did a, a Christmas road trip with the family. We did Nashville and Memphis and Covington, Savannah and Georgia. So um, I've had been immersing myself in, in a little bit of America and learnt hopefully a little bit about southern food. If there could be a southern food question in there somewhere, <laughs> I might know something. Shrimp and grits. I know about shrimp and grits now. Um <laughs> So, yeah, that was lots of fun, and I'm heading to New York next week. So we're, we're very lucky at this time of year we're getting to do lots of lovely things. Savannah is one of my one of the prettiest cities I've ever been, and I love that city. So, Oh, yeah. I've wanted to go there forever as long as whenever I found out about it, which I can't even remember when that was, but I was very young. I've wanted to go there, so it was, it was a bit of a dream come true, and, yeah, I loved it. It did not disappoint. It was wonderful. Round one of the Foodie Trivia Tournament is broken up into three sections. Section number one is your pregame. The pregame is going to be 10 50-50 questions. Each contestant will get five. For each correct answer, they will get one point. They will not lose points for incorrect answers. Section two. Each contestant is going to receive 10 questions. They can opt to go for either a three-point question or a two-point question. A three-point question means they will get the question and no multiple choice answers. If they opt for a two-point question, they will get the question along with four multiple choice answers. If they don't know the answer, they can opt to make either of these a one-point question. If you go from a three-point to a one-point question, 
you will be given four multiple choice answers. If you go from a two point to a one point question, those four multiple choice answers you have turn into two. Section three of the tournament is your standard wager round. Three questions and they can wager any amount they have accumulated up to that point on those three questions. If they get a question right, they get the points. If they get the question wrong, they will lose the points. Now back to the game. We are going to jump right in. Uh, Nikki, it's been the longest since you've been on, so we're going to let you pick. For the pregame, do you want odds or evens? I'll go evens. All right, Nick, uh, that means that, Natalie, you're going to get odds. Here's nice. how your pregame is going to work. I am going to give you the name of a cocktail. That cocktail will either use, as a primary ingredient, whiskey or rum. You have to tell me, is it a whiskey cocktail or a rum cocktail? Okay. All right. Natalie, question number one is a Vier Carre. V-I-E-U-X-C-A-R-R-E. Oh, wow. I was hoping I might have a hunch of something. I haven't even heard of that one, so this will be a random guess. I am going to go with whiskey. It is a whiskey-based oh. cocktail. I have never heard of that one. <laughs> that might be a theme. We'll see. <laughs> and let's test everyone's livers. Uh, Nikki, over to you. Your cocktail is a Bouvardier. A Bouvardier? B-O-U-L-E-V-A-R-D-I-E-R. Bouvardier. I, mean, I, I would guess whiskey because it just sounds kind of that more um like louisiana french kind of thing so it 100 is whiskey nicely done nicely done so before we move any further i will let you and i'll let our panelists our, our friends at home know uh to compile this list i compiled a list of eight drinks for each and then randomized it all right so it's not necessarily saying there's going to be five and five of each it could be a mixture so Moving on to Natalie. Natalie, your drink is a Knickerbocker. I've obviously heard that term, haven't necessarily heard of it as a cocktail. So I am, oh, see, now I've done that thing where you have an initial hunch and then you think about it. Whiskey. No, Knickerbocker is uh. a <laughs> oh, Nikki, we're going back to you. Your drink is a cable car. Uh, a cable car is going to be whiskey. A cable car is rum, actually. What? I will I double check. I have that listed whiskey. as a rum drink. I've heard of it, but you're right. It probably is. I'm just... I used to live in San Francisco. This is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It is rum. Mm. I don't really drink rum, so I guess I've just... It would be something I avoided, so I'd... But yeah, I, I have, I mean, a cable car, I lived in San Francisco. I didn't realize there was a cable car cocktail, but I'm assuming it came out of San Francisco if it's called the cable car. It might. You, you've done, I have not done the research on that. I probably should have. I should have more flavor text on these. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Next time you need to put notes of, you know, the, put the flavor and then maybe we could say, okay, that would, that would mix well with rum. That would mix well with cookie. <laughs> Next round. Maybe well, next mixology. Round like, do. You should have done a little mixology, Chris. A little mixology. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. I don't get yelled at enough at work. I'm getting it here in my own pocket. <laughs> All right, Natalie, we're going over to you. Your drink is a blood and sand. Blood and sand. I'm going to go rum for that one. No, blood and sand. Oh. Oh, see, I would have gone rum, too, because you think sand, beach, rum. Yeah, exactly. All right, Nikki, we're going over to you. Nikki, your drink is a dark and stormy. A dark and stormy. Gosh, I know what a dark and stormy is, but I didn't. I thought it was beer. Um, we'll go whiskey. Oh, dark and stormy is rum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to guess rum on anything. They're never going to let us back on Boozy Bracketology after this, Nikki. <laughs> I know. This is bad. I, I feel like I've, I know, I've heard Dark and Stormy. I just, that's not something I've ever gone. I've never gone up to the bar and said, hey, can I have a Dark and Stormy? I just never <laughs> heard of it. 
I mean, maybe it's been on the menu as a specialty drink, but that's not usually something I order. So no, you know, now that I think about it, that sounds like something you would order on the beach, like a dark and stormy. Natalie, going to you, your drink is a paper plane. Oh, goodness. Paper plane. That sort of sounds fun, and I think of whiskey as more serious than rum, so I'm going to go rum. Oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> See, I've actually had a paper plane. Oh. <laughs> All right, Nikki. Nikki, we're going over to you. Your drink is an old pal. An old pal. O-L-D-P-A-L, an old pal. Well, I feel like they're going to try to trick me because you think of old-fashioned, and mm. that is definitely a whiskey drink. So is an old pal like an old-fashioned's good friend who is rum? Um, I, I just feel like I haven't guessed rum, so I'm just going to say rum. No, old pal is whiskey. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> All right. Why is, why is an old-fashioned whiskey and an old pal whiskey? I mean, their pal should be another kind of alcohol so they could be friends. I don't, I don't want to be friends with anyone that drinks rum. Well, hold on. My wife drinks this. Exclusively. <laughs> I was like, doesn't, doesn't Leah have a Captain Morgan and Coke almost every episode? Yeah. Captain Coke or coconut rum and Coke is her drink. So <laughs> love you, babe. Sorry. Uh, Natalie, going over to you. Your drink is a California surfer. Oh, goodness. Okay. I'm going to have to stick with the, what I did with the blood and sand. Beach theme, rum. I'm going to go for that again. I'll say rum. Rum is correct. Oh, finally. <laughs> All right, Nick, keep pace here. Your last one is a Yakahula Hickey Doola. <laughs> a Yakahula Hickey Doola? Four words. Um, Yaka, Y A K A Hula. I just, Hickey. I. Doula. I'm, I'm going to say rum because it just sounds ridiculous and it sounds like something you'd order at like a tiki bar. Rum is a correct answer. <laughs> All right. So we're coming out of the pregame. We have got a two to two tie. Anybody's game. Uh, Nikki, you chose first. And Natalie, I'll let you pick. Do you want to go first or second in round two? Uh, I will go second. I'll let Nikki go first. All right. Nikki, you tell me, do you want a three point question or a two point question? Let's go two. Let's let's ease in. Can ease in with a two-point question. Peaches are almost genetically identical to which of these other fruits? Is it nectarines? Plums? Oh, yeah. Uh, you got you gave me an answer, and you got it right. Nectarines is a correct answer. <laughs> I can never tell the difference between a peach and a nectarine. So, nectarine is correct. Nikki picking up two points. Natalie, going to you. Okay, hit me with a three. I'm feeling brave. <laughs> going for it. Going. <laughs> Natalie, which iconic chef got their culinary career started at the Stuff Your Fates Pizzeria in New Jersey and was also a co-host of the ABC daytime talk show, The Chew, before multiple allegations of sexual assault brought his co-hosting duties to an abrupt end? Oh, I had a guess in mind, but I haven't ever heard about all of that stuff happening with them, so I might, let's hit me with the multiple choice. Your multiple choice are Rick Bayless, Bobby Flay, Mario Batali, or Jonathan Waxman. Yeah, I really don't know, but and I apologize if this is wrong. I don't want to cast any aspersions on the person I'm going to guess, uh, but I'll go with Bobby Flay. Unfortunately not. Mario Batali is what we're looking for. Sorry, Bobby. Bad guy. No idea. <laughs> All right, Nikki, where are we going? I'll go three, two. Might as well. We're going with three. Nikki, what man who has a company still carrying his name is credited with inventing frozen food? His company is, I'm, I'm going to guess something Stouffer. Stouffer is not a correct answer. Okay. Um, so the, you know, the multiple choice there would have been Dominic DiGiorno, Nathaniel Pillsbury, Clarence Birdseye, or Seamus Morton. I would have guessed Birdseye or DiGiorno. Yeah, it would have been Clarence Birdseye. All right, no points there for Nikki. Natalie, we're going over to you. Where do you want to go? Yeah, let's stick with a three. Sticking with three. Produced from the milk of Balkan donkeys, which European country produces P1? 
Puel cheese, the most expensive cheese in the world. Puel is P-U-L-E. Yeah, I have no idea. So can I have the multiple choice, please? You can. Is it Serbia, North Macedonia, Estonia, or Romania? Now I'm getting my Baltic and Balkan countries confused because I know the three, Estonia, I think Lithuania and Latvia, are either the Balkans or the Baltic countries. Oh, I am going to go with Serbia. And if it's Estonia, I'm going to be really sad. No, you got it right. Serbia is correct. (laughs) Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia are the Baltic Baltic. nations. Okay, because I did a little bit of, I went, isn't the Baltic Sea maybe up there? I should should stop talking. I'm probably um, showing less about what I know by saying more. So... (laughs) We are moving on to question number three. Nikki has got a four to three lead. Nikki, you want a two or a three point question? I'll go with the three and see how it goes. We're going to go with the three. Here's your three point question. According to 2022 data, this Ben and Jerry's flavor that shares a name with a 1998 Dave Chappelle movie was the best selling flavor of the year. I'll need a multiple choice on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll read the question again. According to 2022 data, this Ben and Jerry's flavor that shares a name with a 1998 Dave Chappelle movie was the best-selling flavor of the year. Would that be Cherry Garcia, Half-Baked, Tonight Dough, or Chunky Monkey? I mean, Dave Chappelle, uh, probably Half-Baked. Half-baked is a correct answer. All right. Nikki picking up the points. For the point, Natalie, we're going over to you. Three or two-point question? Uh, yeah, let's stick with the three. Sticking with the three. The boy band era obsession is something that all U.S. millennials remember well. What fast food company hired the Backstreet Boys to sing their classic jingle? <sighs> So that would have helped if I lived in America at that point in time. Um, trying to think about which ones have a classic jingle. Now I'll go, I'll make it a one point. All right. Here are your multiple choice answers. So the question again is the boy band era obsession is something all U.S. millennials remember well. What fast food company hired the Backstreet Boys to sing their classic jingle? Was it Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, or Taco Bell? I'm trying to think which one of those has like a classic jingle. In my, well, here anyway, in my mind, McDonald's changes all the time. Um, I'm going to go with Taco Bell. Uh, no, it's no. not. It actually is Burger King. And the jingle goes, okay. hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. So that's why I was not in a boy band. That was beautiful, Chris. That was beautiful. Here we have Hungry Jacks. Yeah, I was like, are you sure you were not a member of the Backstreet Boys? (laughs) (laughs) And here we have Hungry Jacks instead of Burger King. And all the ads say are the burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. That's that's as good as we get over here. We don't get a jingle, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) And and we are now three questions into the main game. I didn't open my drink yet. I'm going to go ahead and do that real quick. So went ahead and grabbed myself. This is from the Ravenous Pig Brewery right here in Winter Park, Florida. Uh, this is their Foxtail Coffee Blonde Ale. Um, I could use a little bit of caffeine, so cheers, everybody. Cheers. Well, just on a side note, I'm in my I'm in Mike's office, and I opened his beer fridge, and it's empty, and I'm at his desk, and there's literally like eight cans of beer just like sitting next to me. So I guess he did a podcast last night. <laughs> Um, because three and a half hours. I'm like, there's no beer in the fridge, and his desk is covered with beer cans. Yeah, boozy bracket, boozy something was going on. We uh, so Mike and I hopped on with Brittany and Jeff, uh, Jeff Bim, uh, 
who is the host of the newest podcast in the PTE Network, Draft Days. Mm-hmm. And we were all on Jay's show for Bowen. And y'all, that is, it's, it's so much fun. It is one of the most fun episode, experience I've had recording a podcast. That is a great show that she put together. Um, yeah. If you want to appear on that, ptebb.com, and you'll find the appearance request button there, and she will get you on. But it is a freaking blast. Yeah, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cans of beer. So it must have been fun. Must have been a good time. I love your husband. He is like this big. I don't think he ate. Well, I mean, I'm sure some of these have been here from like several recordings, but I was just like, I opened his fridge. It's right next to me. I'm thinking it's going to be fully stocked. No beer, empty cans. <laughs> We're heading into question four. Nikki, you've got a five to three lead. Where are we going? Three or two points. Let's go three. Going well. back to three. Going back. Going to do it. What food, a staple in kids' lunchboxes across the U.S., carries the slogan, the snack that smiles back? Uh, goldfish. Goldfish is correct. Launching a three and getting the points. All right. Natalie, where are we going? Okay, I've got to go for a three now. I've got to catch up. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes for you. <laughs> Oh, you sound so confident, Chris. You sound like an om- ominous. <laughs> He's literally <laughs> saying that as I scroll down. Hadn't even seen that yet. So <laughs> here we go. Because the growing conditions for wasabi are hard to meet, that makes meeting its worldwide demand impossible. Because of this, most wasabi sold across the world is actually what food dyed green. Okay, I think I've heard this. Is it horseradish? It is horseradish firing back with a three. <laughs> I was like, I know I've heard this, and I was I was struggling to remember what it was. All right, Nick, you got a two point lead. It's eight to six. Where you want to go? Let's go with a two pointer. Going back to two. All right. Ancient Aztecs used which of these as a currency? Bananas, goat cheese, dried beef, or chocolate? Hmm. What were the choices one more time? Bananas, goat cheese, dried beef, or chocolate? And you can make this a one-point question and make that a 50-50 if you want. I mean, chocolate was out of, like, Spain, so I don't know if that makes sense. Um, All right, make it a 50-50, because I just don't know. Is it goat cheese or chocolate? All right, I'll go chocolate. Chocolate is a correct answer. Uh, That was my instinct. I should have gone with it. (laughs) You got the point there, Nikki. So you got a three-point lead. Natalie, where are we going? Yeah, give me another three. We're going to try and tie this ball game up. Let's see here yeah. we, how this goes. Natalie, what type of liquor is traditionally poured over the top of the New Orleans classic bread pudding? Okay, my road trip didn't take me to New Orleans. I'm you regretting that help. decision now. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. You can make it a one-point question oh. if you want. Yeah. No, I had a, I had a thought. I'm going to go with Brandy. Oh, Brandy, she was a fine girl, but she is not a fine <laughs> um, Your multiple choice, by the way, would have been rum, bourbon, scotch, or absinthe. And I hope it's not rum because I was thinking that at first, call back to the first one, and then I thought, nah. It's not. It's bourbon. Oh, good. Oh, it's good. Well, I didn't think of that at all. So. <laughs> I love that when I, I say bourbon, you say all good because that's exactly how I feel when I see bourbon. So, <laughs> All right. It is still uh, six to nine. Uh, Nikki has got a three-point lead. Nikki, where do you want to go? We'll try three again. We're trying three. Nikki, what uncommon cola-flavored drink spiked in popularity in Japan back in 2015? An unpopular cola-flavored drink? An uncommon cola-flavored drink. Uh, that spiked in popularity in Japan back in 2015. 
Mm, I don't know. I'm going to have to do a multiple choice on that one. All right. Your four multiple choice answers after I read the question. What uncommon cola-flavored drink spiked in popularity in Japan back in 2015? Is it sushi cola, rice cola, edamame cola, or garlic cola? You on all of it, but... um... (laughs) Edamame cola? Oh, no. That's actually what I would have gone with as well. It's actually garlic cola. Mm, okay. So, ew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, n- none of it sounds good. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, ew. All right. Natalie, where do you want to go? Yeah, we'll stick with the threes. We're going to shoot up another three. While it's well known that the fortune cookie is an American invention, it was first made by Makoto Hagiwara in the late 19th or early 20th century in what California city? I am going to go with San Francisco. A wild guess, and that is a correct answer. (laughs) How do you know that was a wild guess? Well, you didn't have any. Maybe you knew. Very well versed in. It was a wild guess. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Chris is yeah. like, I've known you for a while now. I'm pretty confident that was a wild guess. <laughs> well, I didn't go to, you didn't go, you went to the, you went to the South. You didn't go to the True. Wild. True. I did live in Palo Alto for two years, so I should have known it, but it was still a wild guess. <laughs> All right. We are on to round, or question number seven. Nikki, where are we going? We'll go three. We're going for three. Rehoboam bottles, R-E-H-O-B-O-A-M, are typically used for champagne and burgundy wine and contain 4.5 liters. That is equivalent to how many standard wine bottles? I don't know. Multiple choice. Is it six, seven, eight, or nine? Six. Six is a correct answer. That brings you up to 10 points. You got a one-point lead. Natalie, where do you want to go? I think let's stick with the threes. We're both being brave. We're sticking with threes. Not to be confused with the Hootie and the Blowfish cover album of the same name, what food at Waffle House can you ordered? Can you order scattered, smothered, and covered? We drove past about... I think 130 waffle houses on our road trip, and we did not go into any of them. <laughs> so smothered. What were the three ways to serve it? Scattered, smothered, and covered. And I'm wishing I knew more about Hootie and the Blowfish. All I know about that is that Monica hooked up with one of them in <laughs> Friends. <laughs> Call back to the podcast I did well on. <laughs> um, now give me the multiple choice. All right. Is it grits, hash browns, bacon, or biscuits? Okay. I don't think Hootie and the Blowfish would do something with grits. Hash browns. What was sorry, what was the third one? Bacon. Bacon. And the fourth one was biscuits. Biscuits. I'm going biscuits. Uh, not a bad guess, unfortunately, not correct. Uh, Nikki, do you have an answer there? It's hash browns. It uh, is it. <laughs> yeah, it's like they have all. Like, I think you got. I like them smothered and covered. I think, or I don't remember all the ways, but I like it just with the cheese and like a little bit of the. I don't even remember. It's been a long time since I've been to Waffle House, but I think I like it smothered and covered. I don't think I was sober the last time I was at a Waffle House. <laughs> we always we used we always used to go in one on like a road trip. Like that was like a family road trip thing. We would always hit a Waffle House. We didn't. We weren't big on the Waffle House. We were a Denny's family. We did a lot of. If we were going out like for breakfast, it was Denny's. But now moon we over, now we only you, do. You, you, got, you were like a moon over Sammy. Per, what is it like the moon over Sammy? Is oh, I didn't know the Grand Slam breakfast, baby. Oh, that Grand Slam breakfast. You get yourself some. Oh, you got some eggs. You got some bacon, sausage, pancakes, the whole nine. It's wonderful. All right, Nick, you've got a one point lead. There are three questions left in the round. Where do you want to go? We'll just go three. Just can't hurt because i can go back down here is your three-point question nancy silverton is known in some circles as the godmother of blank which according to a yougov survey is america's favorite sandwich oh my god 
the I've godmother. Heard her, of- I've heard I've heard her name, and it it sounds so familiar. I'm sure it's some kind of food chain. It's everybody's favorite, America's favorite sandwich. So, Godmother of Blank, and the sandwich name is the Blank. To be clear, the sandwich name is the is the yes. It's a type. Of, you're looking for a type of sandwich. I didn't word the question all that well. I apologize. It's a type of sandwich. Um, I mean, there's. I go multiple choice because I feel like I'm just gonna make the wrong guess. You're okay. Your multiple choice options are. Actually, I'll repeat the question first. Nancy Silverton is known in some circles as the godmother of blank, which, according to a YouGov survey, is America's favorite sandwich. Would that be a BLT, a Reuben, a meatball sub, or a grilled cheese sandwich? Well, I'm going to go with grilled cheese because a singleton, like a s- American cheese slice, American single. Oh, singleton, silverton, going for the connection. Not sure if that's... Oh, you, oh, if you said silverton. Oh, I thought you said singleton. But you got it right anyway. It is a grilled cheese. Oh, okay. Cheese okay, good. <laughs> Picking up the point. I thought you said singletons. I was just thinking those little American <laughs> cheese slices. <laughs> No, uh, Natalie, you are currently trailing by two with three questions left. Where do you want to go? Okay, we'll stick with the threes. Sticking with the threes. If I were to blend basil, garlic, Parmesan cheese, olive oil, and pine nuts, what would I get? Oh, as soon as you start saying that, I'm like, I know this. Oh, pesto. Pesto is correct. (laughs) I was like, I know this, and then I was just totally blank. But it came back. All right, Natalie, you, with that, you have swung a one-point lead with two questions left in the round. Nikki, where do you want to go? Go three. We're going with three. Your three-point question is as follows. Herbs always come from what parts of the plant? I feel like I should know this, and, like, I don't. Um, <laughs> they come from what part of the plant? Herb, like, what part of the plant herbs come from? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be, like, the, the leafy part of the plant. Um, I don't know like if there's a term for it, but it's the leaf part. <laughs> the leaf is correct. So okay. leaf is what we're looking for. The, okay, the yeah. It's, I mean, yes. it's, it's the leaves of the plant. All right. You're picking up three points there, which means you're taking the lead right back. It's 14 <laughs> to 12. Natalie, you've got two left. Nikki's got one left. Where are we going? Yeah, another three. We're going with another three-pointer. Roughly half of the mushroom production in the U.S., comes from the area around Kennett Square, a town in what U.S. state that earned the nickname the Mushroom Capital of the World? Oh, gosh. Trying to think what conditions mushrooms need to grow. Mm -hmm. Kennett Square means nothing to me. We can ring Snoop Dogg and see if if he has any idea. No, California has a lot of farming. Oh, do I go out on a limb or do I go for the one-pointer? Give me the multiple choice, please. All right, your multiple choice are going to be, is it, sorry, I'll go back and read the question first. Roughly half of the mushroom production in the U.S. comes from the area around Kennett Square, a town in what U.S. state that has earned the nickname the mushroom capital of the world? Is it in Ohio, Virginia, West Virginia or Pennsylvania. Oh, so I made the right decision not to go with California. Um, I'll go with Ohio. Unfortunately, not. Uh, it's, up, it's actually up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Nick, you've got a two point lead going into question 10. Where do you want to go? I'll go three. What word, synonymous with aged, describes how cheddar cheese changes its flavor and texture as it gets older? Um, synonymous with age, you said? Uh, synonymous with aged, A-G-E-D. I mean, I just know of, like, aged cheddar. Um, all right, multiple choice. Sorry, I don't... Okay, I'll read the question again and give you your multiple choice options. What word synonymous with aged describes how cheddar cheese changes its flavor and texture as it gets older? 
Your multiple choice options are old, strong, sweet, or sharp. I would say strong because it's a stronger cheddar than it's more ripe. Uh, it's or... the cheddar sharpness. We're looking for oh. sharp. Oh, okay. I did say sharp. That's what I said, but sharp. You said strong is what I heard. Oh, was that? Oh, was it strong? Okay. I thought it was sharp. Okay. Sorry. You're right. All right. Nick, you're going to finish with 14 points. Natalie, you currently have 12. Do you go for the tie or do you go for the lead? Oh, I've been going for threes the whole time. So why stop now? <laughs> I'm, I'll lose it all on the wages anyway because I'm hopeless with wagering, so it doesn't make too much difference. <laughs> all right. Here is your three-point question. Hakarl, H-A-K-A-R-L, the national dish of Iceland, is made from what sea creature after it's been fermented and left to dry? Could you just spell that for me again? H-A-K-A-R-L. Mm. What sea creature? Could you sorry? Could you read the whole thing again for me? Hakarl, H A K A R L, the national dish of Iceland, is made from what sea creature after it has been fermented and left to dry? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to say octopus. Not a bad guess, unfortunately. Not the correct answer. Hakarl uh, is actually fermented and dried shark. Oh no! Oh. I was thinking shark because the um, like a lot of the fish and chips here in Australia. I don't know if it's the same there. Are made with shark, and I think the word is similar. Like the H A K is there, but I couldn't quite grab that. And then I thought oh, sea no. creature fermented. I don't know. I went away from it. But anyway, that's all good. All right, it's all right. Well, you, we have a uh, <laughs> post game as we move into the wager round. Uh, before we get to the wage round, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Jeff to tell you a little bit about the Draft Days podcast. Jeff, take us away. Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash-talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports? Have no idea what PPR is and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On Draft Days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. The best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points, so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal, Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T-D-A-Z-E. It's a pun. It's a beer pun. All right, your scores right now. Nikki has got a two-point lead. It's 14 to 12. Here's how your wager round is going to work. You're going to wager your points. You can break them up in any way, shape, or form that you want, but you must one wager whole numbers, no wagering negative numbers, and you cannot wager more than the total amount of points you've accumulated up till this point. But you're going to wager them on three categories. Those three categories are tied to questions that we'll then go ahead and go through. If you get the question right, you'll get the points. If you get the question wrong, you will lose the points. But you're wagering strictly on the categories, not the questions. Your categories are wine, movies, and American food. Wine, movies, and American food. All right, wagers are locked in. We are going to go question by question through this. So you're both going to get the questions. When you have your answer, just go ahead and say that you're locked in. We'll get all the questions out of the way first, then we'll come back at the end, get the questions again, and get your answers and wagers. Question number one, your category is in wine. While Champagne is a French region whose name is used somewhat synonymously with sparkling wine, the term Champagne is a protected term in most of the world, which can only be applied to sparkling wines produced within the region itself. Similarly, what Italian word is frequently used to describe any fully sparkling wine produced in Italy? And to be clear, 
Frizzanti is used for lightly sparkling wine. So we're looking for the Italian term used in a similar fashion as champagne in France. Okay, I'll, I'll lock in. Make you yep, lock. I'm locked in as well. All right. We are moving on to question number two. In the 2015 film Jurassic World, a popular musician makes a hilarious cameo, uh, cameo carrying what alcoholic concoction that they helped popularize? In the 2015 film Jurassic World, a popular musician makes a hilarious cameo carrying what alcoholic concoction that they helped popularize? No, no I haven't seen that movie. I feel like I did. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even know. I don't even know if I saw. Like, I don't know which Jurassic World was which. I mean, like there was a couple of them. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> they were not memorable. <laughs> Alcoholic concoction. Concoction. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll look in. All right, we are moving on to question number three. Question number three brought to us by friend of the show and Verboten podcast host, the lovely, hardest-working woman in trivia, Jay Borsum. Category is American food. Here's your question. What word completes the ingredients of a particular regional U.S. dish when ordered, quote, five-way? Spaghetti, blank, beans, onions, and cheese. Joy of cooking suggests to readers who might be expecting a food more aligned with the Americas when ordering it for the first time to think, you think of it as a Macedonian bouillonnaise sauce instead. I'll repeat that for you. I'm going to throw it in the chat right here. What word completes the ingredients of a particular regional U.S. dish when ordered quote-unquote five-way? Spaghetti, blank, beans, onions, and cheese. Joy of cooking suggests to readers who might be expecting a food more aligned with the Americas when ordering it for the first time to, when ordering for the first time that, quote, you think of it as a Macedonian bouillonnaise sauce instead. Locked in. Yeah, I'll look in. All right. We are going to go right back to the top. We are going to work our way through this one by one. Question number one, your category was in wine. While Champagne is a French region whose name is used somewhat synonymously with sparkling wine, the term Champagne is, pro is a protected term in most of the world, which can only be applied to sparkling wines produced within the region itself. Similarly, which, sorry, which Italian word is frequently used to describe any fully sparkling wine produced in Italy? Natalie, you are currently trailing by two. What was your answer and your wager? Uh, my answer was Prosecco, but I wagered zero. Right, so you were going to stay at 12 no matter what. Nikki, your answer and your wager. I put Prosecco two. All right. Prosecco, unfortunately, is not a correct answer. Oh. <laughs> this is spumante. Oh, gosh. I don't Spum think I've heard that word since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like something my parents used to drink every now and then when I was a kid. <laughs> we have a 12-12 12 ball game as we head into question number two. The category was in movies. In the 2015 film Jurassic World, a popular musician makes a hilarious cameo carrying what alcoholic concoction that they helped popularize? Uh, Natalie, your answer and your wager. Okay, so I had absolutely no idea. I could not come at it from any of the, the movie angle, the musician angle, or the alcohol angle. So I just went with something that seems to be popular at the moment with young people, vodka and raspberry. I'm very confident that's incorrect. And I wagered 12 of my beautiful 12 points because I really <laughs> like movies. <laughs> All right. Nikki, your answer and your wager. I didn't know either. I had no idea. Um, I went with 
uh, jungle juice because I know that's like just a random thing. You know, you put it's a alcoholic concoction and you call it jungle juice. And I was like, dinosaurs, maybe jung- jungle. I don't know. I wagered four points. Unfortunately, jungle juice nor vodka and cranberry are correct answer. Out of curiosity, if I had added the hint that it was a frozen concoction, would that have helped? No. Maybe a frozen <laughs> helps you hang on. Because I'm wasting away again in Margaritaville. It was Jimmy Buffett. Oh, it was Jimmy Margarita's Buffett. Oh, it was a margarita for uh, Jimmy. Okay. I, I mean, I am sure if we had remembered the movie, like if I had known it was Jimmy Buffett, I would have said margarita. But You I would mean- not have recognized him. <laughs> so it's a hilarious cameo. It's a short cameo where after the pterodactyls break out of their cage, they're attacking tourists at a bar. And you see a guy in a white hat duck his head holding two margaritas running away. And that is Jimmy Buffett saving margaritas. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, uh, that brings our scores right now to eight to zero. Nick, you've got an eight <laughs> lead. Question number three. The category was an American food. What word completes the ingredients of a popular regional U.S. dish when ordered, quote-unquote, five-way? Spaghetti, blank, beans, onions, and cheese. Natalie, we know your wager, but what was your answer here? (laughs) My answer was beef. I had no idea. Nikki, your answer and your wager. I was very confused by this question because I'm not from this area. I'm thinking it's a Cincinnati chili um, cause that's how you order it. Like there's, there's sp- spaghetti and things on top of it, but I, I didn't really know. So I put chili. I didn't, uh, I don't know. Chili is a correct answer. Oh, oh okay. well done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, I was, I felt like it was a trick question. Cause I was like, it's a Cincinnati chili, but I didn't know if that was the ingredient. So I was confused. <laughs> well, with that, Nikki, you're going to pick up the wind tonight. Nicely done. As she, as she downs her wine. <laughs> she's like yep got that right glug yeah. nice you're picking up the wind tonight but uh natalie great game my friend it's always fun playing trivia with you before we you. Off, uh words of wisdom anything you want to shout out or promote before while you're here natalie we're going to let you go first Oh, okay. Uh, So when I'm not doing these sorts of fun things, I'm a clinical psychologist and I work with couples um, doing relationship therapy. So I guess my shout out would be look after your relationships. And there's lots of really um, easy, straightforward, sorry, my husband's just dancing behind the computer, cheering me on. (laughs) He he doesn't know yet how this uh, podcast turned out. So I will tell him later. Um, no, so yeah, look after your relationships. There's lots of really easy communication strategies and easy tips to to nurture relationship that that we don't necessarily learn in our everyday life or come across. Um, so it's never too soon to get a bit of help if you're having some struggles. And yeah, that's my little bit of friendly community advice for the for the world today. I will take it. I am a, a strong believer in a, a the pusher of you know, taking care of your own mental health. Uh, it is yes, more important absolutely. than you know. Uh, Nikki, sure. going over to you, what words of wisdom or anything else that you want to shout out or talk about before we uh, call it a night tonight? I mean, I'm just glad that I I knew some things because, you know, I'm in, I'm in Alabama. So basically our cooking consists of putting things together and throwing it in a casserole dish. I'm a little mad that I missed the cheese question because usually that's what you do in Alabama. You just throw cheese in it and <laughs> you call it a casserole. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, I don't have any words of wisdom. Just yeah. Eat, drink and be merry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Three of those things. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed the first round of the tournament. I will give you all a little bit of a heads up. There is a rules tweak as we head into round two. So, you'll see Nikki back in round two, along with our other three winners. They'll be going head-to-head in round two, and then the champions of those two games will face off in the championship game for the Foodie Trivia Tournament. Good luck, Nikki. I'll be cheering you on. Thank you. I need to watch the Food Network and like start studying. We're not going to watch anything from Mario Batali. We, we're, we're on board with that. So with, with that being said, everybody, if you enjoy the antics that we get into here on the Pub Trivia Experience or the PTE Network as a whole, 
and you want to support the show financially, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your place to do that. Uh, we've got five shows out. When this comes out, we'll have all five shows launched. You're going to have content from our network Monday through Friday. Uh, give Draft Days a listen. I have actually been blessed to have heard the first three episodes Jeff has done. They're the first three actual Brad. It's two episodes per recording, but it's a lot of fun. If you like booze, you're going to like it. Uh, Natalie, we are back on the best 80s movie bandwagon, and we got some recordings coming up, and you, I know for a fact, are on the hopper there, so we'll be reaching out to you shortly to get those scheduled. Awesome. That's great. Uh, Nikki, I think you're on one of the ones coming up as well. I think you're either a teen comedy or young kids and young adult. One of those I'm on two. some kind of 80s some some bad yeah something so i'm excited <laughs> so, uh, i believe by the time this episode airs we will be gearing up for the best 80 sports movie portion of the bracket that's over on our sister podcast boozy bracketology but hey you've heard enough from me for the pub trivia experience i have been chris i'm nikki and i'm natalie we will see you next time until then have a good one <laughs>